Hey guys, it's Josh Kalinowski here. You are listening to Leading and Living with Impact and Influence, where we walk with you as leaders to live a life of exceptional impact, influence, and faith. Hey, today, uh, I got to tell you, I am so excited to be having uh, my guest on today. Uh, Matt Williams is a gentleman that uh, we had on one of our man-made summits, and I knew instantly after we had him on that I had to get him on this podcast because I know you will benefit tremendously from his story. Uh, you know, he, uh, man, talk about a really hard go at life at the beginning, a really challenging chapter in his life, but he was able to overcome it. And, you know, I know that you guys hear of people, you yourself have probably experienced some chapters in your life that you just as soon not be there. But I love the fact that he took ownership of it. He takes ownership of it every single day, and it has propelled him into well, he'll even say it. I, I agree with it, the greatest chapter of his life. He's also got some really, really great one-liners in this one. You are not going to want to miss it. So uh, without further ado, uh, my man, Matt Williams. All right, my man. Uh, well, first of all, thanks so much for joining us today, though, dude. Of course. Uh, always a pleasure. Great to be here. Yeah. Uh, so, I, Matt, I'm really excited about talking with you. We had you on our summit for Man Made, and, uh, you know, you really opened up and became pretty vulnerable about um, the challenges that you had in your past. And, uh, and so first of all, I just appreciate that. And I know our audience is really going to appreciate the vulnerability. Uh, you know, once again, as you and I were talking about is that we get sometimes this, um, this image of successful people as if the road to success was easy for them. And for one reason or another, we've been dealt the bad card. And we oftentimes feel like we're on this Island by ourselves. And, and I know that you had had some challenges in your life. You, uh, you know, there was no guarantee that you're going to overcome it, but you have done things in your life in order for you to be able to take each day, one day at a time. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'd love for you. So let's just start there. Um, you know, you were, you were a teacher. You felt like that was like your calling. You were obviously really good at it. Uh, and, and uh, it just kind of give us, get, get us back into that moment of like your mindset and what, you know, what you thought life was going to look like for you. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I worked really hard at, uh, you know, grad school and, you know, all the things that I wanted to do. So, you know, when I look back at it now, it was one of those things where I was teaching, I was coaching, I was getting, you know, my graduate's degree and wanting to get my master's. And like, I always filled my schedule because I thought if I worked really hard, I could play really hard. And I went through this whole thing. And, and eventually, you know, again, we talked about it before it caught up with me, but, you know, I, I loved everything that I got to do, um, you know, teaching, coaching for, I think, officially uh, eight years. Um down in Florida, teaching at this amazing school, you know, coaching varsity baseball, being a part of a community. And I just was pretty empty inside because like I was still battling drugs and alcohol and, you know, not an everyday thing, but anytime I had it, it was a, you know, off to the races, there was no like one and done. Um, and eventually, again, we talked about, you know, the two lives collided and, you know, they had collided a lot of times before, but it was, you know, we spoke about, you know, financial, emotional, spiritual, physical, every kind of bottom possible at one shot. So, uh, 
it was finally that wake up call that I was like, okay, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I need help. I'm an alcoholic. I'm an addict. I'm finally saying it. Everybody's known this for years, but fortunately I was, you know, there's a lot of people in my experience now being around a little bit, um, that, you know, don't get to say those words and they're no longer here, but, you know, I was fortunate, you know, to be given that, uh, that, that opportunity and that chance. And, uh, you know, I've been running with it ever since, since 2010. So, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely something that, uh, I'm grateful that I was able to get to that point and not snuffed out, but, uh, here, (laughs) which is great. Yeah. Do you find that like, you know, did you, did you know know that you had an addictive personality? And, And when I say this, um, because, you know, I think in order to be successful, you've got to have, you've got to have an addictive personality. You've got to be obsessed about things in your life, right? It's just a matter of the things that you want to be obsessed about. But did you like, as a young man, you know, playing sports, you know, when you were growing up, like, did you have this in, in like this innate addiction to just either success or to sports or to things that just came across your way? I was just super intense always. Okay. Uh, I was just an intense guy. Uh, and sensitive at the same time. Um, so I had all these like contrasting things going on, um, but I didn't get to play sports cause I didn't have the ability to sit still. And I still really don't, um, didn't play any, any sports until about eighth or ninth grade, because I was just too curious. Like we lived in New York, kind of like people called upstate, but there was woods and there was pond. I, I would rather like go hunt and catch animals and, you know, run around outside and not really have any structure, but like kind of make shit up as I went along. Yeah. Um, that was a cool thing. And I had, you know, a bunch of friends in the neighborhood that liked to do the same thing. Um, and then I kind of, when someone was like, all right, let's like channel this into, you know, this, I was never the best. I was never the worst. I kind of just like, picked it up and was like, I'm good at this. I'm good at that. Um, wherever I can be of service on a baseball team or a football team and like <laughs> throw myself into the mix, I'll gladly do it. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but I, but I always want, I would always go watch my friends play these games. But I, like I said, like we would have to be a little league field and I would be eating the hot dog and then like going to catch the frogs and like come out <laughs> of the woods. Hey, isn't that great? People are like, what are you doing? Um, but I was always that kid. And, you know, I think, to answer your question, there's a certain drive and tenacity and almost, I don't want to call it a sickness, but like a sickness to be like, I'm just going to keep going until, um, until something really stops me. Yeah. Uh, me that, you know, eventually that transferred into drugs and alcohol and then that it really never worked, but I thought it did for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but again, like it was always the quest for learning. I'm going to get my master's. I'm going to get my second master's. I'm going to get this. Or I'm going to go do that. And again, I never really took suggestions. I just kind of like flung myself into something and go hundred percent until I burnt out um, or did something that allowed me not to do it anymore. Have, just out of curiosity, just kind of a side note. Um, have you taken the Enneagram test? No. Have you done? Okay. You got to take that because I'd like to know, like in the Enneagram, um, uh, you find out if you're a driver or if you're a perfectionist. Uh, if you know, if there's certain things, you know, certain aspects of, of your life, say it again, perfectionist, you're perfectionist. Okay. I was going to say you're either going to be a driver or you're a perfectionist. So you're a perfectionist. So like in life, like what, what was challenging about being a perfectionist, especially in a young age when there's so many things, like as an adult, we know that like, there's a lot of things out of our control, but as a child, like you think you're in control of everything. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny. I had, um, 
two cons- my, my brothers are considerably older. I was very much a surprise. So my oldest brothers are 11 and 14 years older and they were both incredibly intelligent, incredibly talented in music. And, you know, I, I looked up to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like I didn't have that. And I, I, that was a lot of blame. I, I blame myself. I didn't blame anybody else. But I was like, why, why am I not going to Princeton? Why am I not, you know, like, uh, you know, why am I not getting up on stage and singing and, 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 and doing all this stuff little, you know, obviously I was limiting myself because I could do those things. And I've done those things since I got sober because I got over that nonsense that I used to tell myself. But I think one of the things, you know, in being a perfectionist, it's, and I say this a lot in, in, in talking about sobriety, it's like, if I have 10 things to do and I do nine out of 10 of them, well, celebrate those wins or those nine out of 10, I will focus on the one and not focus on it to like work on it, but focus on, I'm a failure. I just, you know, I just batted 90%, you know, and I'm upset about the 10. And I, and there, and I think there is some reason to focus on that. Okay. Why didn't this go well and understanding it, but like, I wouldn't go to that positive. I'd go, well, screwed anyway. I'm out done. I screwed it up. This is over. I don't want to do this. Mm. And I would have like a fit, um, because I didn't do it perfectly. Uh, and I think, you know, I, I don't think I, I was raised that way. You know, my, my parents always encouraged me to say, wow, that's great. That's awesome. So, you know, and and it was kind of like, what's next of like, you know, what do you think, what do you think your next goal would be? Mm -hmm. And they were just kind of leading me to like, cool, like, Hey, celebrate it. Let's, you know, let's all, this is a great achievement. Um, You know, what's next and, and and not in a bad way, you know, but I took it to that, Hey, this is great, but I, I, like, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to look over that way. And I want to go focus my energy on something else um, because, you know, if I do that, I won't have to think about what just happened over here. When you, when you, yeah, no, I think it's perfect. When you were talking, you said, you know, we've kind of established that uh, you're a perfectionist. You also said that, you know, you had a hard time focusing because you're just were all over the place. But I, I think you also said something to the nature of like, you were also pretty like, was it emotional is what you said? What was sensitive. it? Sensitive. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, listen, I can totally relate to a lot of these things that you're saying here. I think I still, I'm more sensitive than my wife is, uh, which yeah. is our, always our joke, right? I mean, if, if anybody's going to cry in the relationship, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what, like, tell me about the sensitivity. Like, did you feel, um, you know, when you were growing up, I mean, was that an emotion that your, your brothers had or that your, your fit, you know, like your mom or your dad had, or did you feel like an outlier in that as well? No, I mean, we both kind of shared it with, there wasn't too much talk of it. Um, but you know, raw emotion, you know, my dad was a very calm, reserved man. He never, I never saw him yell. I heard him say a curse word once when he hit his head on the, uh, when we were in the basement, he hit his head trying to, um, fix the, um, the heater or whatever it was. And I was like, Oh my God, my dad just cursed. But like, he was just like a guy. He was very just like relaxed and he was super funny and dry witted. And it was great. And my mom was just like this little ball of energy that was just like, would just, you know, get for lack of a better word, get shit done. Mm. And, you know, that, you know, grew up on a farm, you know, had a rough, you know, had some challenges growing up. She grew up on a chicken farm and she's like the, you know, she's older and, you know, grew one to a one room schoolhouse. So she had this, uh, like, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep moving. And she was the only one in her family to do what she did. Um, so I had that side of it too. So, 
you know, as I'm getting older and I, you know, I feel like there's definitely both sides of my parents, but I don't identify as them. So I'm not them, but I have some of their character and their, uh, I don't want to call them character defects because that's what I turned them into, but uh, their characteristics of how they operated in their life and how I watched them operate. You know, I watched my parents, you know, it's like you watch your parents. My mom and dad were married forever until my father passed, you know, kiss every night. You know, sit down dinner at home. My dad would come home, walk the dog. It was like very like leave it to beaver, white picket fence type of deal. And behind closed doors, it was the same thing. It was just like a very loving marriage. And I know when I came along, I made it very, very difficult for them um, because my brothers were you know, pretty much angels. And I came along and was like, yeah, you guys, you guys really F that up because uh, I'm a tear it up out here. And I had a disregard. I loved them very much, but like, they couldn't tell me anything. Yeah. Um, and then due to that, you know, again, that increased sensitivity and almost kind of like, like I'm super hypersensitive, but I'm also just kind of like completely cut off from yeah. emotion. Was just like, no, that's the way it is. Sorry. Yeah. You know, and that's how I used to steamroll over people if they got in my way or express concern um, about what I was doing and how I was living. And I, well, I'm so glad we talked about this because I think it's so good to start, you know, with a foundation, a history of where you were at, because obviously, you know, you went through some really hard times and then it really hit the fan. Yeah. Life, right. Life. I mean, as if it wasn't really challenging enough, like everything that you had was stripped away. By my own actions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I'd like it, like, we got to go through this timeline here. So you, you end up having some, you know, you've got consequences to some actions that uh, happened in your life and you've taken full responsibility for that. You, you lose your profession as a teacher and as a coach. Um, how did your emotions have to change? Um, well, again, finally getting and crossing that threshold of asking for help and needing it. I was actually open to suggestions and taking suggestions from people that were like, Hey, listen, man, like you're a really good guy mm -hmm. and you really care about people. And these are the things that kind of move you um, rather than focus on the other nonsense. Why don't you focus on those things and really try to be of service rather than trying to manipulate or get something from other people. And I didn't realize I was even doing that. Uh, and I, it took a lot of people to help me kind of, again, we talked about language and perception and things on the last time. Um, but it, it, I had to learn that I had to hear it and I had to watch people do it and kind of like relearn and model how people were interacting with each other on a, on a, on, on a service-based method, if you want to call it, you know, I'm not here. I don't want anything from you. I'm here because like, you know, and I watch these guys just kind of walk through and have these conversations and have tough conversations with people that, you know, would otherwise terrify me. And I'm like, wow, they walked through that. And it was calm. It was cool and collective. And, you know, no one was reacting or overreacting or sensitive or hypersensitive or angry or, you know, any of these things. And it was just like, it, it is what it is. Um, and I, and I got, and I got to learn that. And I got to learn that from hanging out with 
you know, people that were sober a long period of time because I surrounded myself, you know, as, as long as they would have me, which they usually did, I would surround myself and listen and learn and watch. And I was very, I love people watching. And I always like laugh about that because like not in a creepy way, but like if you were to sit me down at like an amusement park, I could sit there and not go on one ride and just watch people just be people. You know, and just kind of just like, man, like, what's, I wonder what's going through that person's head. Like, whoa, that, that person, you know, it's just, I love that. Yeah. Um, I love that dynamic. So I think, you know, relearning those things and getting to the point of like losing everything in 2010 from my own actions. And in that first year, really kind of relearning how to act, interact, um, serve, even when I had nothing to give. I had no license, I had no money. Um, and, and like, you know, someone basically said, like, hey, man, you know, like, you can hold the door. Uh, and, and you're a pretty friendly guy. Why don't you just introduce yourself? I'm like, well, who wants to talk to me? Like, you know, probably the, you know, guy or gal that, you know, uh, you know, was where you were a week ago. You know, you got a couple of days now. Why don't you be, you know, my sponsor now always says like, you know, why don't you be, you know, a lighthouse, not a foghorn mm -hmm. and just, just act accordingly and, you know, be the man that you were raised to be in, in the honor of your father, you know, the, the, the men that came before you. Yeah. Um, and men and women, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, most certainly. And I love what you said here because, uh, you know, that really resonates with me, what you talked about with, um, you know, basically pouring into other people, right. And, and being of service to other people, uh, you know, I got to tell you about, it was about two and two and a half months ago. And, and I don't know if it was seasonal depression. I don't know the fact that I'm 45 years old now and I'm like, I'm getting to that point where maybe I'm just getting a little bit more imbalanced in that sense with emotions, but I was kind of going through this depression of going, Oh, I'm 45. Like, really? Like, is this like, I, I, I thought I'd be a little bit farther along or, you know, these things that we have a tendency to talk about ourselves in a negative way. Right. And it didn't matter what I was doing in a sense of like, just trying to cheer myself up. Um, I just couldn't get out of that funk for about three or four days. And I, far, I started finally having some conversations with people. And first of all, and that was really great to be able to have those honest conversations with people. But one thing that I realized, and I'm just, it just, this was awesome that you said this, this was just great affirmation to it, is that I realized that what was giving me life was when I was pouring in or when I was of service to other people. When I was like what you were saying, when I was just taking or if I was just, you know, getting stuff from people and I had nothing in exchange to give to them, uh, then then I was it, like it was it was an empty feeling. Right. And I had to go back to and I really recommitted to this idea of, OK, I'm going to be of service first. I'm coming to serve and not be served. I'm coming to serve with nothing that I want in return at all. Right. And yeah. it's amazing how much that turned my emotions around and I was able to get out of that funk. So I love that you recognize that. And I know, I mean, that's how we're meeting today. That's why you're on the podcast today is because you have got this servant mindset uh, that you're there to help support other people. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's important too. like, it wasn't, um, you know, it, when I, when you have nothing to offer, you think you have nothing to offer. And then, you know, hopefully you're around somebody that's, um, and you're surrounded with people that are doing and, and caring for you and not wanting from you. And they can kind of just point those things out where like, as a hypersensitive, you know, alcoholic, you know, in use, I'd be like, what do you mean? And like react, like now I can hear them be like, okay, yeah, no, I can understand where that, oh, okay. I need to work on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's probably something I should do. Yeah. Um, and then it, it's like one of those things. It's like, it's better to forgive than be forgiven. Right. Cause like if I'm waiting to be forgiven, 
that person may not know what they need to forgive me for. And then here I am and then I'm resentful and then I'm angry and then I'm sensitive and then I'm ready to react. And it's like, you know, it, it takes a lot of work. And I think a lot of, you know, I think a lot of, you know, as we kind of take this to the business side of things, I think a lot of people forget that, like, you know, you see all these, what appear to be like overnight successes, right? You right. see, you know, getting sold and, you know, other, you know, bar companies prior to my, you know, mine. I mean, I'm not a unique product in the fact that like there's other snack bar companies and other protein bar companies, but you see all these things and people making an exorbitant amount of money and no one really knows the story of it. And no one knows, you know, you know, maybe that person had a connection that you never had, or maybe that person's family was involved in packaging, or, you know, maybe that person was given a leg up and good for them, you know, like, they still worked hard. You don't like make a, a, a butt ton of money. And, and even if you don't, if you're not enjoying the process, you're in the wrong business, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and that's with anything. I think, you know, I think there, are, there are no gray areas. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I say that, I think I said that last time and I have to say that because, you know, um, there's a lot of businesses and people out there that live in the gray and it's not, it is, or it isn't you either do it or you don't. It's kind of like, yeah, I'm okay with this here. Maybe on the verge of being illegal or hurting somebody or not. But, you know, at the end of the day, I can sleep and you're just like, man, like that doesn't make sense. And I had to learn that the hard way. You know, several people who I thought were on the up and up ended up not being. And it was, it was shocking and it was hurt. I was hurt. And I had to learn that, you know, and I think, you know, uh, there's a lot of good in learning that. And I'm glad that I did, but when you're going through it and I'm sure like some of the business owners and people that you mentor and some of the people that, you know, reach out to you and what you're doing and what you've heard is, you know, oh man, I put, you know, all of my faith and trust and money and love into this. And that person just like scammed me. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, I mean, you know, what do you, and then it's like, cool. All right, that's done. We got to focus on that. Or what are you going to do about it? Right. You know, what's, what's next. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think the great, some of the best lessons in your life come from those moments. And I think this is a great transition because uh, you know, once again, you are, you're, you've got a great business that you've got going on now. You've got fro pro, which is short for frozen protein, great bars, no doubt about it, but it was through these challenges It's through these dark days, these dark moments. It was, but it was also through you rebuilding yourself, rebuilding your life that you came up with this idea that this concept came to fruition. And now it's this, the trajectory of this is put you on a completely different course, which has helped you find satisfaction has helped you find peace has helped you find joy in your life. And so I'd love for you to take the, the, us through that journey, because um, once again, this is just for all the people that are listening to this. I, I really, I want them to see that through pain and agony and challenges and things that could be easily a setback where you just, you don't even get up from it, right? You're like, screw it. And it's like, you've just said too, like, there's so many people that make the decision to no longer pursue their life, right? Mm-hmm you had to make some hard decisions and, but you never gave up on yourself because you didn't have other people give up on you. You had people supporting you that that entire time. This opened up to the greatest chapter of your life. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's one of the greatest things. I mean, what a great setup that was. (laughs) Uh, You know, I think, I think until people um, experience some form of disappointment, pain or suffering, um, they don't really truly understand what the other side is. Again, 
that's my experience. And I would never want to go through those things. Um, but for me, it was necessary to finally have my eyes open um, and realize like, you know, like you're going to get, you're going to get punched in the stomach and knocked down. And you hear that, you know, that Rocky speech when he's like, you know, you fall down seven times, you get up the eighth, you know, yeah. uh, the world's tough. It's mean, it's cold. Uh, but I, I find there, there is that aspect to it, but there is that aspect of, you know, you find the right community, you find the right people and you have people that support you and, and you truly are close with and, and, and indicate what you're doing, how you're doing it and who you are. Um, I think that really transcends into anything you're doing, you know, not just as a person in your relationships and your friendships and your business relations, you know, how you do things day to day. It's like, we talked about this, you know, I know at the end of the day, no one is going to give no one is going to care as much as me. Let me try to rephrase that so I don't curse. Uh, no one is going to care as much as me about FroPro. My wife will. As she is very much involved and she is the CEO and the lady in charge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have people that have been with us for years. We have people that have been with us, you know, a year or two. And the message is clear. At the end of the day, if something doesn't get done, it falls on one person. Me. Yeah. Now. It also falls on my wife because she too cares so much and so deeply for this company. So I would say it falls on both of us. Um, and it's no one else's fault because it's like, if it's not done properly, it means we didn't communicate it properly. Yeah. If something didn't go the way it was supposed to go, it's why didn't that happen? And at the end of the day, it's not that person's fault is, okay, we're going to figure this out. So it doesn't happen again. And lesson learned, hopefully it's not too costly of a lesson. We've had those. Mm -hmm. um, we had one of our most, costly business lessons and working with another company last year great start rough middle like really really challenging ending but got it and learned from it um, because it just it just wore us down in certain areas you know um, so I think you have to face those and go through those challenges and adversity you know there's nothing wrong with being comfortable you know, I know somebody that, you know, they got sober and they love working as a barista and they couldn't be happier going, serving coffee every day. And their life is great. And I think that's wonderful. And I know, you know, I, I know other people that have built companies and are incredibly wealthy, have healthy families, get to do whatever they want. And they're absolutely miserable. Yeah. Uh, so I think you really have to go through a lot of that and then learn how to appreciate it and be grateful and not, and this is a big thing for me because it was told to me and drilled into my head and still is, is if you're taking credit for it, you're all wrong. You know, you give credit to the universe for the opportunity. Yeah. Put in the effort, bust your ass, work hard. That's it. That's what you're supposed to do if you have a business or you're starting a business. But other than that, like if you're not giving credit to the universe for that opportunity, um, you know, I'm just trying not to be <laughs> I'm not trying not to say this in like a negative way, uh, but it's tough. Um, say it, yeah. dude. You're fine. Yeah, you're, we got, we got yeah. athletes on here. We got like right. seriously. Well, <laughs> basically, let it go, bro. Expressing gratitude for the opportunity. You're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that's that's one of those things. Like I had somebody visit today who's known me since I, I got sober, finally come and show up at the place. And was like, wow, I had no idea. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to like talk about this and that and the other thing. Like, 
you should be so proud of yourself. I was like, I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, that's good. The opportunity, I finally was able to do something with that opportunity rather than squander it like I did in the past or be scared of success and run away, oh. um, which was common for me too, you know? Um, so I, I think, you know, anybody starting a business, like I've talked to a couple of people, you know, and it's funny when people ask me, I'm like, listen, you know, my, <laughs> my wife runs the show, right? Like we are officially a woman owned business. And do you know why that is? Is because my wife runs the show and she does all the stuff that I am not particularly fond of. And I do the stuff that she's not particularly fond of, but in the day to day, you know, she made it her mission to take us to that next level. And she did, you know, when she came forward in 2016, all credit, literally, I'm so grateful she came in because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was writing, I was writing stuff down in a notebook with pencil Yeah, and, and like computers have been out for a while, you know, and I'm not, <laughs> old, but I just did things the way I knew how to do things. And yeah. she's like, okay, we got to streamline this, automate this. And then there's certain things that like, you know, we, we just have that great partnership and I, I don't recommend, you know, it's like, I always say, it's like, if you're, you know, we're married and we enjoy it. And a lot of people are like, how do you do that? I'm like, well, we have a delicate balance, you know, uh, we know what our roles are at work. And when we come home, sure, we'll talk about it, but we also know what our roles are at home and it's to be with each other, not talking about that and focusing on each other for, you know, our emotions, uh, feeding each other intimacy, mm-hmm. um, you know, going on walks and just having some downtime, um, which can be really, really challenging for a business too. You know, yeah. like, you know, you gotta, you gotta find the ways that it works and like, and it's so funny and follow that routine, but also be flexible and not beat yourself up. If something doesn't go the way it normally does and be like, you know what, today I am kind of tired. I'm going to take an hour nap and then get back to it. Or I'm going to go hit nine holes or I'm going to go get a workout because right now I'm trying to create a, a solution where the problem exists and the problem can be here. Right. And I got to like completely unplug and talk to somebody or get out of my head and then come back and be like, okay, here's the deal. So I think, I don't think there's really a man, you know, a manual. Uh, and, and I have to say this because people always ask me this question. I didn't know if it was in your queue. So tell me about your business plan. Didn't have one until last. I was gonna say, I remember the last time you talked, you didn't have one. So <laughs> it's like you just show up. How many do I need to make yeah. today? <laughs> exactly. So it's it's again, I think there's no right or wrong way, but I think it comes down to that that ability to say, okay, I'm willing to go to any lengths for this. Yeah. You know, because who knows what's gonna happen, but if you're, you know. At any point in time, right? Like I worked at a, a really great job. I was helping people and I loved it. And and I was like, I, I was resentful at the end of the day. After, you know, I was there for a while. I was resentful at the end of the day. I was kind of like picking people apart that I worked with. And someone was like, hey, man, it has nothing to do with that place or the people you work with. It has something to do with you. What's going on with you? And why don't you let, well, I don't like this, this, and this. He's like, cool. Um, you have three other things that you do. Why don't you go focus on those and leave that? Because even though that's great money and a great career and a great this and great that, you've clearly evolved. And I was like, oh, like, what does that mean? Like, it's not serving you anymore. You've given all that you can to that place and it's done. It's time to move on. 
And I probably called 20 to 30 people to like have someone co-sign my bullshit of like why I shouldn't leave. And everyone was like, bro, why are you still there? And I was like, shit. <laughs> Dude, yeah. you said something awesome. I've never heard. I love that. I had somebody, I, I was calling 20 people to co-sign my bullshit. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant, dude. I am going to be using that a lot, dude. That is awesome. That is so well, that, good. That statement's big in the recovery community, my uh, man. So good to use. Super good, man. Well, there's two things that I, that I want to just kind of go back on that I thought uh, I think really need to be, that are worth repeating here. Um, it's become very apparent for me uh, now having listened to you twice, having, having had two conversations with you, is that to the difference of the younger Matt and the difference of the Matt that I see now um, is the fact that you've been able to embrace humility. And I think that a lot of people are afraid to embrace humility because they feel like it's going to be weakness, right? Mm -hmm. And the, I, I heard a statement about humility one time, and it's always resonated with me, uh, and it's really helped me to embrace more of humility. And it's just more, it's a simple phrase that basically says that humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. And I just thought it was that, that really resonated with me because there's so many people that I work with so many leaders. I mean, people that I have interactions with on a daily base basis where I know that's what they need to embrace. They need to embrace the humility in their life. And you have done this exceptionally well. And it's been one of the reasons why not only has your business taken off, but you have found such great joy and peace in this stage of your life. The, the second thing is, is that I, I want to kind of really revisit back to this and, and more, for, more so probably just give you a compliment to this, because I think a lot of leaders need to hear this too. The fact that you didn't have a business plan, I think is great because we all know that most business plans aren't going to work anyways, because you got to blow it up as, as you go. But secondly, is I think that business plans stand in the way of people taking action because they want to have, because the business plan isn't perfect yet. And, oh man, I got to sit down and I got to create that. And you're like, no, 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 you've got to take action. You've got to take action. And when you can create the business plan, that's fantastic. When you need to grow, yes, yeah, so like, let's start putting ideas on paper. But until you take action, nothing is going to happen in your life. Nothing is going to change. And really for you, what a huge compliment is the fact that you were taking action in your life. One of the strengths that you've obviously you've always had, but you've started to use that as your superpower was taking action. And, and then again, I appreciate you. That's a very nice of you to say. And I love the quote on humility. Um, and that ties right back into service, right? If you're serving somebody of yourself less, you know, unless you're like, oh, if I serve this person, then I'm going to get something back. That's not serving them. That's manipulating. Yeah. Um, so if you are truly serving somebody, you are thinking of yourself less by being there and be like, how can I help you today? What can I do for you today? And, that, and, and, and those are the questions I ask the universe every morning when I wake up. You know, how can I be of service today? Use me and how you see me fit into being of maximum value and service to my fellows today. Yeah. Right. And that can, that doesn't have to be in my business. That has to be on my day to day, me driving, you know, not being an animal on the road in my car, trying to get somewhere, you know, holding the door open, um, reaching out to that person, you know, as long as there's that, we're that communication because, you know, that it also, you can get. I've gotten this trap of watering dead plants, right. Mm. Of, of, of putting energy into someone that just doesn't want it has shut it out and it's never going to come back. So those are one of the things that that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned too, is, you know, 
people are like, no, you know, until you get a no. And I'm like, sometimes you don't get a no. I, I, I mean, I, I think, I think time and you said like young Matt and old Matt, um, you know, I've had success where at one point uh, the door was shut in my face and I, old Matt would have been like, Oh man, what do you mean? You know, all sensitive, but I kept moving forward. And, you know, now that account is our account. Does that, you know, like awesome. conversations where someone was like, Hey man, like I, like someone was building their brand and I was like, Hey, great job. I just want your feedback. And they're like, they shut me down. A couple of years later, I run into that person. Hey, Hey, I reached out to you. You're great. Just want to say it. Thanks for your, thanks for your message today. Yeah. Hey man, what is it you're doing? You're still doing that. Yep. Why don't we have a conversation? <laughs> great. You know, so I think, I don't want to say like every no's a no. Um, but you know, it's like, if I'm really going out there and I'm just offering, it's like, if I'm offering you a compliment, you know, I, I'm not secretly wanting you to be like, Oh man, I got to compliment him back. It's I'm serving by saying, yeah, man, like, Hey, that's a, it's a killer fucking poster behind you. I love that. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. You know, I don't want you to say anything about this. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can read that, you know? Um, but I think, yeah, it, it's that going into things and taking massive action because massive action will eventually lead to results, which I'm not in charge of. And I was made very clear on that too. Mm -hmm. Just keep taking massive action and celebrating the little wins. And like, when you get to the, whatever goal or whatever thing actually be like, wow, cool. That worked well. Can we replicate that? Cool. We're going to move in a different direction. This was cool. We're going this way. Yes. Um, but, but being okay with that. And I think, you know, it's like, we've had some successes and had some really great, like, um, explosive marketing viral moments and guess what the next day gotta keep moving yeah no one wants to talk about being on tv in 2016 yeah right exactly that was the moment at that time it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. serve, you, it doesn't serve you today though right yeah it's yeah. like it's, we're talking, it's like the al bundy like i remember when i scored four high school touchdowns <laughs> at Polk High, and it's like no one remember only <laughs> oh man i love you're saying some great one-liners here dude and I, I i've got my phone next to me so as soon as we're done with this uh, interview i'm gonna I'm, I'm writing these down so i don't forget them dude it's so good watering dead plants like <laughs> i love that that's so good dude yeah, they don't um, come back. I, had, I had to think about that i was like yeah but if you water the plants and they're like dude they're dead bro they're not coming <laughs> there is no life bro oh that's great dude so i I'd love to know. Uh, well, first of all, I got to say this before we leave. Uh, we leave. Um, I love your post of your of you in the ice barrel. By the way, like every time, dude. I just want to like aren't. I want to. I want to send you a picture too. <laughs> yeah. I, lo I love it when people go through the discomfort of the ice barrels. Right. I just. It's so good. I had I had somebody come try it out. They're big cryo people, uh -huh. and she's super fit, a little bit older, and she got in there and bre like I, you know most first timers ninety seconds. She was like three, three and a half minutes in. And she's like, how many rounds are we doing? And I was like, Oh, like you're in for it. I was like, great. I was like, we're doing two more three to five minutes of pop. I'm going to go in. Well, and it was cool because it's like, it's again, it's like watching people deal with breath 
deal with discomfort? How do they handle it? And I mean, I was just in Austin and they go even colder than I do. And it, it took my breath away. I was like, man, I got to get used to this because if I come back here being the perfectionist that I am, I don't want to be jumping out in 90 seconds. Yeah. I want to be in there there for 10 minutes and be like, what's up? I love it. What, what do you, what temperature do you keep yours at or try to? Man, I try to keep it in like high forties, but like I, I can't get as we're in the South Florida sun. So like I fill up, I'll put in like 150 pounds of ice and it is water by the time people get it. Well, uh, I was going to say it's expensive that, you know, I've got the same barrel and that's the frustration. I mean, I, I could talk probably a half an hour on some of the frustrations about this barrel, by the way, because I live up in Wyoming. Right. And but so good. You can rent ice machines. Yeah. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I, know. I didn't know that. You can buy, you can buy them. They're like a thousand for like a decent one. But if it breaks or there's a water issue, you got to hire somebody. If you rent one per month, what we spend in ice, I'm guessing if you're doing it as frequently and helping people to do it, what you spend in a week, probably, or two weeks will be about what it costs a month to have somebody come and facilitate it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say how much I, you got to be good. Like the, the amount of money you're spending in ice, you've already surpassed what you paid for the barrel. <laughs> well, have you seen that there's another one? Uh, do you follow JP series, J- JP Sears? Oh yeah. So he, did you see his ice barrel, uh, his the, ice barrel YouTube? The, is that the, where he's making fun of it? Yes. Yeah. I, so, I, I know people that have like the new white tub is pretty yes. nice. And there's one I saw at the, uh, at the CrossFit Wadapalooza down in Miami, it was like copper and this. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're just demoing this for low cost of 19 grand. You can have oh. one. I was like, Oh what? no, I did. Yeah. The white one, I want the white one. I don't know where I'd put it. Cause it is a little bit, you know, it is a little bit awkward, but it's uh, I don't want to drop five grand either. So uh, we, we, uh, but I, I wanted to make sure I brought up the ice girl. Cause I just, I love the fact that you're doing it. I love the, I love the pain in the, in the faces as well too. Cause I feel that every morning <laughs> myself, but um, as we, you know, as we conclude this, uh, uh, this time with each other, dude, um, I would just love for you to like, you know, at the end of the day, like what, what's the, what's the future look like? Like, what are you excited about? Like, where are you going? Um, you know, give us, give us some inspiration of like, dude, you know, life has been good, but this is what I'm so excited about right now in my future. Yeah. I mean, life has been great. Um, I'm really excited because we invested in infrastructure here. So we have a new packaging machine that's going to make us even more efficient and allow us to crank out more bars to get to more places. Um, We waiting again, like most people um, for certain opportunities that were tabled and then gone away, revisited with COVID. So we're just in the queue for a lot of things. Um, But we've had some really great success. And I, I think one thing I'm really excited is we just got into the all the capital ones in the U S so we're in a bunch of different States now, um, expansion from whole foods into new territories and getting back to the Northeast and pushing West is something that I'm very excited about. Um, and then possible partnerships and collaborations with other brands that, uh, have really, um, not only like gone viral and broken out throughout the United States, but are doing things for their communities um, and linking with them for not only sharing product reasons, but what they're doing reasons. Um, so that's what really excites, me. you know, uh, there's being able to travel and do events excites me and I'm getting to go to, I'll be out in actually Denver in April, um, 
I don't know when this is going to air, but I'll be in Denver for my friends hosting a big workout, cold plunge, and my brother's coming in off and just more of those events where it just increases the consciousness of like community and supporting and like really, really getting into it with like new people that I, you know, just what I have here is building these other communities or coming into certain communities and being like, Hey, how can I serve? How can I be a part of here's a bunch, you know, like whatever that is. Yeah. Love it, man. Ah, oh, it's exciting, what about, dude. What, what uh, about you? What am I excited about? Yeah. Oh, good question, man. Yeah. I'm on the, yeah, I'm the one asking questions. I'm not, a, <laughs> not answering yeah. questions today. Yeah. Did you? Say what again? You didn't think that question was coming, did you? No, I did not. Uh, <laughs> you know, here, here, here's what I'm excited about. Um, uh, we're starting book number two. Uh, that's been something in the, in the works that I've been uh, really pondering if I'm ready to tackle that challenge again, because the first one was uh, just a massive labor of love and really, really hard to do. Uh, it took me almost two years to get through it. And, um, uh, but I'm excited about this one. I think we've got a great process down and I'm really, really excited about the message that we're going to be talking about. Uh, you know, I'm excited about, uh, cause I've got a number of different companies. I, I've, I'm excited about this, you know, getting back into the podcasting stuff that we've been doing. We've, we took a little bit of a hiatus, uh, just because, uh, it just got so overwhelmingly busy for us the last quarter. And it's good to get back to these types of things. It's good to get back to talking to people again and how life giving that is. Um, and so I, I'm excited about that. You know, we, I've got real estate and we're going to be in for, I think, a real tough, challenging couple of years here. Uh, inflation, interest rates, lack of inventory. And, you know, I go back to pre-COVID and going into that uncertainty and the mindset that we had to go into this. And so I am, I'm aware of that, the challenges that are, that are coming our way, um, not necessarily fully understanding all of them, but understanding sure. that we are going to be going into the midst of some challenges. But I also know that that is an awesome opportunity for us to leave. It's an awesome opportunity for us to, to uh, step forward and go into that, um, into that challenge. And so I'm looking forward to the opportunities to see how we're going to be pushed and how we're going to grow, how we're going to help our people and those that aren't even with, our, with us yet, how we're going to be able to help them get through these challenges. So that to me is exciting. That to me is motivating. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to the growth. I, it's funny. I, I just, uh, I reposted a video that I had shot two years ago in March and just looking at me and the growth that I've had for since two years, the messaging was still important. The messaging was still like spot on to a certain point, you know, for, to, to what's relevant today. But I look back and go, wow, like I'm just so grateful for the opportunity for all the things that I've been able to grow through. And a lot of them were through challenges. And so, and so that's what, that's what I'm looking forward to, man. So uh, thanks for asking. I had, I had to kind of think about that for a second. Well, that sounds great, man. I, I mean, congrats on all that. And I think it's just going to be super epic. Well, it's going to take, as you know, it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of intentionality behind it. So we, we know what we're up against. So here we go, you know? And uh, so, dude, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Thanks for once again, taking the time to, to pour into myself. Thanks for pouring into um, all those that are listening here, dude. This has been, uh, this has been so much fun and I, it's been very fruitful. So thank you. Yeah, no, I've been so, so great, man. I really appreciate you and, and I hope this helps somebody. And if any questions, they can always reach out. Yeah. yeah. DM, L, text, whatever. Yeah. You do a lot of stuff on Instagram. What's your handle on Instagram? 
uh, M War Williams, M W A R Williams, W I L L I A M S, all one word. Um, you can even email me, Matt at FroPro.com. And I always say this, it's easy. 914-772-6343. Love it, buddy. And then if you want to order some product, which uh, we have had, my wife and I have had, and it is awesome. Um, I have to have two of them. She, my wife loves one. She gets one of them and she's, but they're so good. I really seriously can't stop at one. Uh, if you go to it's go fro pro, right? Yeah. Right. You can go to, we, we finally, we finally got the U S version it took 10 years, which is cool. Um, it's www.fropro.com. And right. you can do, if you'd still go to www.gofropro.com, it will still lead. Congratulations. That, well, that had to be a huge undertaking, obviously 10 years to be able to get that domain, man. No one, no one wanted to answer for 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you once again, dude. Thank you so much, brother. This has been a pleasure. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. All right, guys. Hey, listen, you know, the price of admission here, you know, that this message is going to not only resonate with you, but it's going to resonate with somebody else in your tribe, somebody else that needs to hear this. So no matter where you're at in your business, no matter where you're at in life, you know, that there are challenges that you are faced with. And, and Matt was a great example. He was so vulnerable today to share with you the things that he's had to do, the things that he's had to overcome in order to lead in the life that he has right now. So I just, I just ask you if there's somebody in your life that's on, that is on your heart right now, just pass this to them. Allow them to hear this message because you never know what this is going to do for their life. Love you all. We'll see you on the next episode.